Morning everyone, welcome to Ainsley News. It's Wednesday and welcome to December. You can finally put up your Christmas tree. Bye bye transitory and hello endgame. Yesterday afternoon saw market turmoil that simultaneously saw S&P 500 futures with a big red candle and gold with a big green one. Fear is back. Fed Chair Jerome Powell before the Senate Banking Committee essentially conceded on his policy error and earlier Moderna CEO and other senior execs warned that current vaccines would struggle with the Omicron variant and warning it would be months before new vaccines would be available to do so. Curiously, the two headlines are kind of opposed in effect with Powell stating it could be the new variant that stops them from tightening, the very news that saw markets tank. Essentially, one is a taper tantrum and one is a fear trade. The bigger news was, of course, that power pivot that caused the taper tantrum last night. This from the horse's mouth. It is appropriate, I think, for us to discuss at our next meeting, which is a couple of weeks, whether it will be appropriate to wrap up our purchases a few months earlier. In those two weeks, we're going to get more data and learn more about the new variant. So he's giving himself some room to move should the Moderna concerns materialise. But the big admission was that word, transitory. It's a good time to retire that word and try to explain more clearly what we mean. Explanation from Bloomberg. Powell said the word transitory was supposed to signal a blip in prices, won't leave a permanent mark in the form of higher inflation. That view was largely based on the idea that inflation resulted from supply disruptions on everything from goods to labour. But scarcities of both are taking longer to resolve, Powell said in both his opening remarks and in response to questions. Most forecasters, including at the Fed, continue to expect that inflation inflation will move down significantly over the next year as supply and demand imbalances abate, he said. It is difficult to predict the persistence and effects of supply constraints, but it now appears that factors pushing inflation upward will linger well into next year. And so we have the prospect of non-transitory inflation and an expedited tightening that could shock the easy money addicted markets or a new variant combines slower growth with already strong inflation and hence stagflation. Macro insiders Julian Brigden released his latest deep dive earlier this week and it has proved quite prophetic in terms of what Powell is now conceding. Brigden was screaming policy error with the slow taper and slower rate rises. The following, or well, yeah, is particularly interesting given the now seemingly inevitable shorter taper period. Liquidity is far more than rates for stocks. Slow tapering suggests the S&P could keep rising towards 5,000 by next June. But when the balance sheet stops expanding, it's time to be very careful. P.S. Note how the S&P has just bounced to the level suggested by the balance sheet. A couple of charts there today, so jump over to ainsleybullion.com.au, click on news and you'll be able to see these in more detail. Hence our preference is to own hard assets. The ratio of the total return, or Russell to silver, is back to interesting levels i.e. September 2000 and September 2018. We like silver, and if it's 2018, now is the time to buy. Brigden goes on to present the dilemma we often talk about. This creates a real dilemma for the Fed, and indeed all CBs. If they believe that demand-side inflation push, they would be tightening to tackle an overheating economy. They insist that inflation pressures are simply driven and transitory. According to Dudley, The longer they delay the move, the faster they have to go once they start, and the greater the risks. Yet they have committed to support government. The Fed has been cajoled to stand behind the Biden administration's employment objective and fiscal spending. And if they tighten too far, they will undermine assets and the economy. The financialization of the economy means they're trying to thread a needle. They are snookered. Hence, policy will be reactive, setting us up for an accelerative 
oscillation. As in the 1960s, the impossible trinity means there's only one endgame. The Fed must pick. They can only control two out of the three variables. Stocks, aka the real economy. Bonds, aka accommodative government. And FX. Ultimately, the choice is clear, but the process won't be linear. Eventually, pain inflicted by the Fed or bond markets will bring us to the inevitable. They have to support stocks, subsidize bonds, and sacrifice the dollar. And this is the big call. The deliberate tanking of the USD is their only option left, but it is a massive option. Brigden does warn it isn't the right time to do it just yet, but the following charts illustrate the enormity of it against their model, which has been eerily accurate all century. For now, the time isn't right. Given that most central banks remain behind the curve, FX is a difficult game, but these dynamics could change rapidly if we break any of these key levels. And our models suggest there's plenty of downside left. There are many layers to this for gold and silver investors. Of course, history has shown that generally gold goes up as the USD goes down in a secular move. There have been ample, more recent short-term moves higher of the US dollar where gold has also rallied, but that has been an investor safety play for both. Imagine when the US dollar is no longer the safe haven. However, in addition to the US dollar correlation, we have the sheer scale of volatility before us as we enter the end game, as Brigden calls it. In essence, there's no easy way out of this mess, and whether devaluing the US dollar is the tool or not, the road ahead looks volatile and should be a perfect environment for precious metals. We'll leave you with the outlook for the year ahead and remind you yet again of our trademark, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Here's this summary here, it's pretty short. Greenspan, one of the greatest villains in recent history, oversaw and arguably took credit for the great moderation. In reality, he was the lucky beneficiary of an illustrious predecessor, Paul Volcker, and the deflationary impulse of the end of the Cold War, which ushered in the early phases of three decades of globalization. Jay Powell, now newly reappointed as Fed Chair and Lael Brunard as his deputy, has inherited a poison chalice. It is demonstrably not suited to deal with the challenges before him. In any event, monetary policy is ill-equipped to deal with some of the problems, like supply constraints and deglobalization. But as the presentation demonstrates, demand is rock solid too. Add in fiscal leisure, public sector indebtedness, reaching new heights around the world, and a financialized economy, and the task becomes increasingly difficult. Don't envy anyone having to deal with all the moving parts. It will be nigh on impossible for Jay, Lael and their peers around the world to thread the needle. With almost all major central banks meeting for the rest of 2021 and all of 2022 now live in the sense that directions will need to be made every time, the contrast could not be greater than with the multi-year period of inaction we saw in the 2010s under Bernanke and Yellen. Monetary activism, especially pro-cyclical as it is likely to be, is a recipe for volatility. Expect risk premier to rise across all asset classes. These will include high-term risk premier on fixed income and higher implied volatility, high volatility in stocks and huge dispersion and rotation, dynamic currency outcomes as interest rate differentials begin to diverge. Inflation risk premium has already climbed to 3% in the US and 4% in the UK. This latter may fall once policy activism kicks in. The presentation and feedback give us valuable snapshots of where things are now. 2022 will change the status quo. Expect an altogether different landscape by this time next year. Think carefully about what your goals are for next year, profit, wealth, preservation, liability control, and let's try to navigate the stormy waters ahead together. That's true. We're thinking 2022 is going to be a massive year as well. 
Keep in mind, it's always good to have a win with gold and silver, but balance that stuff out. There's other things to consider as well. Hope you've enjoyed today's news. Jump over to anzbullion.com.au for all things physical, gold, silver, and platinum, and also all images for our news, charts, extra stuff. Click through, have some fun. ainsleywealth.com.au for all things cryptocurrency. If you think Bitcoin's the perfect way to hedge against all this mad inflation, jump in, grab some biddy, and goldsilverstandard.com. That's our cryptocurrency by Ainsley, backed by real gold and real silver. Enjoy your Wednesday, everyone. We'll catch you tomorrow for more news.